What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 495 of the SmartCom Moment Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where I'm going to be giving you a breakdown of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and other things that are happening in the world of pro wrestling that I feel like talking about, at least for this week. It's Friday afternoon, normally not when I do the hot tags. Usually it's Friday night after 205 Live, but... Got a little bit of a different setup going on this week. Dynamite is happening afterward at the same time as 205 Live, and that's going to make things a little bit too difficult. Also, I'm still not in my normal setup here, so that might be why the audio is a little bit different or something like that. Apologies if I can't quite figure that out. I'm not entirely sure, but we're working with what we're working with here. This is the best for my schedule, and that's also why I'm flying solo for this edition. I'm Tony Mango. Of course, you should know by now. Uh, no Rob for this week. Just because I'm going to try to knock this out pretty quickly, to be perfectly honest. Uh, there are lots of things in the schedule and lots of ways that this could go way too long from what I can actually be able to record. So uh, sorry for the, uh, you know, kind of lesser edition, I'll admit, for this edition. We'll probably get into some of these topics a little bit later on as well. So don't worry. We'll eventually get Rob's opinions. We'll eventually get Callum's opinions about these different things as well. And I'll dive deeper into them, too. Uh, to be honest, though, some of these stories, we might not be able to talk about more until there is more to talk about. A lot of these are sort of just, they are what they are, but then some of them are more, let's wait and see what happens. So we'll revisit some of these topics as well, of course. And just to remind everybody, the usual setup that we've got going on here, I want to know what you have to say about these opinions and these topics and everything else that I'm going to be breaking down here as well. So by all means, drop a comment below on YouTube in particular. While you're over there, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the applause button, hit the join button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done that already. Ring that little notification bell as well. All the usual kind of stuff we've got going on here. Follow us all over the place here. Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever you might find us. You know, if you're checking us out on Spotify, leave us a rating or a follow. Or I don't even know what they have over there necessarily. I think they've got star ratings over on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, uh, help us out with that and the kind of, that kind of stuff if you feel so inclined. I mentioned the applause thing. It's kind of like a tip jar. The, uh, the membership side of things on YouTube, if you join that, it's the same thing as the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash smartoutmoment if you want to make sure that we do more stuff in particular in the future that we aren't getting around to doing. There's the Pick Your Poison tier. There's also the Dark Casts that are Patreon exclusive. Although you can, of course, if you're signed up for the uh, membership side of things on YouTube, then you can get access to them there as well. But, you know, they're kind of equivalents when it comes to that sort of thing. Even a dollar goes a long way in helping us out, helping the morale, helping me set up some things because I might be uh, spending quite a bit of money and trying to set things up in the future. So I got to look into um, a whole bunch of different options when it comes to that. And uh, by the way, if you know anything about like noise isolation, cancellation things or something, give me give me some tips in the comments below. But um, yeah, we're going to see what we're doing with there and, uh, you know, check out the merchandise shops on TeePublic and Redbubble if you want to pick up some kind of t-shirts or something like that it gets like more bang for your buck when it comes to that but anything you guys do whether it's support on the social media stuff it's sharing an article it's clicking on something on the website anything you gotta do guys do is super greatly appreciated so just a reminder that there are different ways to help out the channel and help us grow and of course let me just get it out of the way right now you could also do the same thing for fanboysanonymous.com the sister website the one where i do all my movie reviews and talk about some tv show stuff and comic books and video games and different things like that so if you are interested in that kind of spectrum of 
entertainment, then go ahead and check that out. Follow all over the place there. Subscribe, hit up that Patreon, check out those merchandise shops, all the other kind of stuff that we've got going on there. Check out the Review to a Kill podcast about the James Bond series, the most recent fan tracks episodes, whatever it might be. You know, you help one site out, you help out the other one in return because it's all just funneling back to me. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, that's uh, it's most of the plugs out of the way. We're gonna get to another plug a little bit later on, but. Let's just start diving into some of these topics right now. Uh, let's talk about one of the, arguably the biggest topic for this whole time, the releases. Now, you would think that we already got this completely covered with the last couple of sets of releases, but nope, we got another whole round of cuts. This time, it seems like it's more on the back end, although it's been more uh, seemingly on the media side for anything else. And WWE is in this consolidation effort right now. That's a good word to use for this. They did what a lot of places are doing. And to be perfectly honest, something that I had seen coming from a mile away, and I'm almost positive that I mentioned it multiple times on podcasts at the beginning of the uh, the pandemic, eventually when businesses see how you can do things with less people or that people can kind of like put their work effort into high gear, then they start going, well, why can't you always do that? It's kind of that sort of thing where you ever run into a situation, maybe it's you, maybe you've seen it happen to somebody else, but when you're working a job and you go in 10 minutes early every day for five years, and then suddenly one day you're late because you got into like a car accident or something like that, and your boss is like, oh my God, why are you doing this? You're late. We're going to write you up and you can't ever do this again. Because they're used to you just being this above and beyond type of worker. And during the pandemic, lots of places started to see that. In some ways, this is good, by the way. Uh, it might seem like I'm you know, down with capitalism kind of a thing. I mean, I kind of am. But <laughs> when it comes to... Some of these things, there are positives that have come out of this pandemic when it comes to that. For instance, a lot of places are realizing now that they had no proper infrastructure for working remote. And now they can understand that they actually can work remote. So more remote positions are opened up and more businesses are open to the idea of people working remote. And it's less of a stigma as well. You know, I work from home and I don't know how many times literally countless amounts of times do I have to defend myself when people say, well, you don't have a real job and you don't really work and you're home all the time. So you can just do this and you can just do that. And you can, you know, you can babysit kids and you can clean the house and you can do this as if it, you know, me going into an office suddenly makes it a real job. So some of those things with the pandemic have helped out, but it's also the type of thing where people can realize the phrasing that I've been seeing utilized with this WWE side is they can operate with bare bones, which means we don't have to pay 20 people to do this job if we can force five people to do the work of 20 people. It's terrible. And it's not good for the employees, obviously, because it sucks that people have lost their jobs. But to play devil's advocate here, if WWE had tons and tons and tons of people that didn't necessarily need to be working on particular jobs at a time. And that's possible. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to take a look at their 
whole corporate structure. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not a business analyst that would know exactly all the information about that, that I kind of feel like I would understand just by basic common sense. But, you know, we, uh, we'll we see what happens if they ever give me a look at that kind of stuff. But there's a chance that they did have lots of redundancies. They probably did have people that were working similar jobs and you were paying two people for the same amount of work as one. If that's the case, which I don't know for sure, I don't even know if WWE necessarily knows for sure, but they at least thought so then it makes sense that they got rid of some people. Not all, but some, and it sucks for those some people as well. I think, and I wrote an article about this, the way that I used the phrasing was, I think WWE is in the middle of a big crunch, and it's going to lead to another big bang. And the long and short of it is, if you don't know what the big crunch is, it's the reverse of the big bang. It's where everything that had exploded outward comes inward, and then eventually will explode outward again. I think WWE is trying to minimize expenses, maximize revenue, make the profit margins as big as humanly possible at the expense of, of course, great employees that don't deserve to lose their jobs in most of the way. And then eventually, two, three years from now, five years from now, whatever it might be, there's going to be this big, big expansion. And whether that applies to the headquarters that they've got going on, whether it applies to creating whole new media divisions, I don't know. That remains to be seen, but I do think it's going to happen. And of course, it doesn't help out anybody right now that's just lost their jobs, and that's terrible. But if you want to look at it from a business perspective, and your priority is literally just profit margins and everything, then I don't know if you could say that it's a bad idea. It's an immoral idea might not be ethical to be that kind of money hungry and everything. If that is the case, we don't really know. I think that anytime I hear that a bunch of people got fired, I'm always going to side with the employees just because I assume that that's terrible and they probably shouldn't have lost their jobs compared to, you know, billion dollar corporations and everything. But I can't say 100% guaranteed that there's no circumstance that I would ever do something similar if I was running a company. So I'll keep that in mind as well. But we do know some of the cuts were, you know, consolidating different divisions. We know that, like, there's now a WWE media division that's just going to be an oversight umbrella kind of thing. I'm a big fan of organization. I have tons and tons and tons of lists and notes and organizational structures, even from smart out moment and everything like that. If you saw my Evernote files, you'd be like, oh my God, this guy's insane. Why is he color coding things? Why has he got lists that lead to lists and sub lists and outlines and whatever? But I think that this is probably something that WWE needed to do a long time ago and they just didn't get around to it. Now they're doing lots of sweeping changes all in a row and it seems like it's very scary and it might be for the better in the long run, at least for the company. Now, another thing I mentioned in the article, I think that this is something that happens with a lot of people just psychologically. If you start cleaning a room, more often than not, you start making other changes as well. Cleaning room is an analogy that I'd like to use for because I think that this is something that everybody's done at some point in their life. But say you're organizing a desk. You start going through the drawers, 
you organize it, you clean it up, you go, well, you know what? The desk looks so much nicer. And now it's making me think, well, that dresser isn't looking as tidy in comparison. So then you clean the dresser and then you go, it's a shame that the floor, uh, the carpet is so shitty. And suddenly you replace the carpet and suddenly paint the room and you get a new bed and you get a, whatever it might be, you know, I mean, depending of course on the room, obviously you're not going to get a new bed in your kitchen, but you see where I'm going with this. You know, I've seen it happen so many different times in so many different circumstances where you make one change, you start making multiple changes. This applies to everything. It's not just necessarily like, you know, aesthetically changing a room or uh, an employee organizational structure or anything, but sometimes people are like, I need to change everything all in one shot. Sometimes they start changing things one thing at a time. You never really know. More specifically, let's talk about this whole setup with the commentary teams because, of course, tons of employees that we don't know the names of, they all are you know, suffering the same sort of situation, but the big names that we do know of that got released are Adnan Verk and Tom Phillips. And in replacement of Verk, they've hired Jimmy Smith, who had done one of the takeover pre-shows. I'm kind of blanking on which one it was. It might have been Stand and Deliver. Not entirely sure. But Verk had only been there for a few weeks, and he's gone. Now, he had put out a statement saying that the travel was something that he wasn't really comfortable with, and the same thing when it comes to like his family. Another report said that that's maybe not necessarily the reason why he's gone. It might be that they were going to fire him anyway. I've been making some, you know, some jabs at Verk just because of his style. You know, I keep doing my impersonation of him where it's just sort of like, you know, oh, everybody, we're going to go talk about our sponsor here, uh, Ballpark Hot Dogs and, you know, stuff like that. But just because I think it's kind of funny, but I don't even think against the guy. And I think maybe over time he probably could have worked his way into becoming a better announcer just like everybody else because, you know, I mean, nobody's going to start off at a job being perfect at it. And look, I've been doing podcasts for 10 years. I'm comfortable enough with it now that I can hop on and be like, hey, look at this. Uh, you know, I'm not um, having my proper setup, but you guys know me by now and whatever. Back in the day, awful. I mean, I'm sure that uh, 10 years from now, if I'm still doing this, that I'll look back on right now and go, wow, it's awful. I could have been so much better. But just because people have the room to grow doesn't mean that they necessarily will. And just because they don't start off great doesn't mean that they're not going to become great. And Verk just didn't seem like he was the right person, at least for now, for the role. Maybe he would be better off with some other types of sports and everything. And I do think that he's probably a better fit with something more like a baseball. Tom Phillips, I'm disappointed to see gone. Uh, I thought that he was really working his way towards becoming Michael Cole in a lot of ways. Cole is one of the more managerial types in the commentary division. And really somebody who I think that they're hoping can still be a part of this management structure for the next, you know, decade plus. And I thought that Phillips could probably take over some of those responsibilities that Cole was in. I know Vic Joseph has been doing really great. And maybe they're looking more at somebody like Vic Joseph instead or, you know, whoever else might be in the mix. But I'm surprised to see Tom Phillips go. I thought that he was 
working his way backstage into some kind of more prominent position there. And very disappointed with that. I actually like Tom Phillips. So um, I'm not sure how Jimmy Smith is going to work as far as, you know, if he's going to be a better fit, if he's going to work great in the role, if he's going to be struggling, whatever. Like with anybody else, whether it's a Mike Adamley or it's a Booker T or it's a Matt Stryker or Pat McAfee, I'm always willing to give them a chance. And I think that everybody else should as well. So that's been an interesting little development. Another thing here is that with potentially all this whole management structure switching around, that Nick Khan is getting more and more power. And rumor has it, at least today, on the 28th, that WWE might be having a partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling that Nick Khan is spearheading. If that is the case, which we don't know for sure, then that would force them to not be able to work with AEW and Impact and ROH and other companies that they've had a little bit more of a crossover with over the years. And that could be more of a blow to those companies than a positive for WWE. I don't really know what the benefit 100% would be for WWE. I mean, obviously, it would be cool to see, like, uh, Okada and Ibushi and Naito and everybody who is, you know, a great performer over on there wrestle for WWE in some capacity and do some kind of crossover matches. But other than that, I don't really know what WWE stands to gain other than to take things away from the competition. So it's something that... It's one of those stories that we're going to have to put a pin in a little bit and say, we'll talk about this another time when we know a little bit more information. And of course, too, I'll fully admit this, Rob and Callum know way more about New Japan Pro Wrestling than I do. So they will eventually give a much deeper uh, understanding of this kind of situation than than I could because, you know, I've, I've made no um, uh, lack of transparency when it comes to I put WWE and then AEW above everything else. And I really don't watch a whole lot of other things because I just don't have the time. But um, yeah, that's what the pick your poison tier is for, right? So let's put a pin in that for now. And let's talk about that a little bit later on when we know a little bit more information. Speaking of not knowing a whole lot of information, let's talk about SummerSlam. A couple days ago, this was pretty much set as a lock and now it's all over the place. Now, WrestleVotes is a very, very trustworthy source. And WrestleVotes has been putting out some information about SummerSlam and, and being pretty vague about it. I'm not super high on the whole vagary type stuff. But uh, it seems, I mean, WWE confirmed it's happening Saturday, August 21st instead of Sunday. Which, I don't remember the last time that we had a Saturday pay-per-view that wasn't a takeover or something. But this upcoming pay-per-view is going to be a big, big deal. There are rumors that John Cena is going to face Roman Reigns, which I think is a very, very good idea as far as just like making sure you get somebody who is a big, big deal to try to draw and to try to make it seem like it's like a, a big rejoice of, you know, the biggest party of the summer and everything like that. We don't know the stadium or the venue in any, I mean, it might not be a stadium. Allegiant Stadium was supposed to be the venue for it. And now it doesn't seem like that's necessarily the case. WWE, in their statement on WWE.com, had said 
that is going to emanate from a summer destination location that will be revealed during the Belmont Stakes pre-race show next Saturday, June 5th. I don't have any plans on watching that, by the way. I don't even really know what the hell it is. But the venue, of course, is going to be very interesting because there is a big fight happening on that Saturday. It seems like Las Vegas is the type of place that they were thinking about, but it might not necessarily be Las Vegas, especially if you go by the way that people are saying that this is disastrous and that there's lots of things that are going on here that are like just problems left and right. I would not feel comfortable putting in any kind of a guess as far as like, oh, they'll probably go here because I don't know how the logistics are on booking these kind of things. But it'll be very interesting having SummerSlam on a Saturday if that is going to be this type of thing where they need to dictate that that's a Saturday because of a certain venue that maybe it's an outside venue. Maybe it's, maybe it is a stadium. Maybe they try to pack a stadium and it's the summer. So they don't have to necessarily worry as much about the weather, but then again, you know, rain to WrestleMania. So I don't know, but I'm very interested to see what happens with SummerSlam. So again, of course, drop a comment below. Tell us where you think that they're going to end up going. Let's switch over to Finn Balor. Rumor has it he's going to be going to the main roster soon. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. He already had a stint in the main roster and he was kind of floundering. Reached a point where it wasn't certain that he was going to go back into the main event scene. And he was just going to flounder in the mid card and the upper mid card. So he went down the NXT became a big fish in a small pond, won the championship, filled in when they ended up having the issues with Karrion Cross getting injured, dropped the title back to Karrion Cross. He's had matches with Pete Dunne. He's had matches with Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. Really, what else is there left for Finn Balor to do? And you take a guy like a Finn Balor, you put him on Raw or SmackDown, it does boost the amount of options that you have for different feuds. You could do Finn Balor, Versus Bobby Lashley. You could do Finn Balor. We've seen it before. But you know. You could do Balor against McIntyre. You could do Balor against Roman. You could do Balor against. A bunch of different people. That he hasn't fought in the past year or so. And it seems more fresh. Meanwhile. You take another guy in NXT. You bump him up a little bit. And then. The cycle kind of repeats itself. So. I think that this is a good option. I hope it happens. Not too sure where I'd rather him go if it was Raw or SmackDown. I think probably SmackDown would be a better fit. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But I like it. So I hope it happens. I don't have a transition here, but what the hell. Let's just go and move on to talking about Paige and her Twitch account. Unfortunately, there seems to be a situation where her account was banned. And it's not for the reason that you would think. You know, it's not something related to WWE. It's not something related to showing off too much of uh, her chest like some other people have done in the past where you know, they kind of consider that lewd or whatever. No, apparently it's a copyright issue. Uh, she supposedly, I, I don't follow her Twitch account. I don't follow anybody's Twitch account right now. Uh, but the thing apparently was that she had been streaming some movies recently and she was streaming Dumb and Dumber. And that got caught with a copyright claim because you technically can't do that. And yeah, that's 
that's kind of a problem. I don't know how some people are able to get away with it, but that's why the fan tracks and the fan ounce tables on this channel and on Fanboy Synonymous don't ever have the actual footage. I would love to be able to provide the footage and it would be so much better. Like my ideal scenario for these commentary tracks that we do is we've got a screen with the actual footage and we've got a screen with us like on video reacting to it and a timer for everybody. And then we can do a live thing, but you can't do that without it being a copyright problem. So that's why instead we've had instances where we've had the live thing, but we've had, you know, we never have the actual footage. That's the one big no-no. And Paige ran into that issue. So she may not be able to get her channel back. She might have to start a new one. She might not be able to start a new one. Maybe because of the amount of people that she has connections to, she might be able to be like, hey, give me a pass this time, that kind of a thing or something. Because money talks and if they can avoid losing out on the monetary side of things then they'll probably reinstate things but when it's a copyright thing like that they're running the risk of lawsuits so they will always this applies to youtube twitch whatever it might be they will always side with the lawyers i don't think Paige necessarily knew what she was doing with that, but I mean, you got to look into some of those things, you know? So I feel bad for her. I hope that she gets it all sorted out, but at the same time, I hope that she also learned her lesson and she doesn't just kind of get away with it for the sake of it. And because, you know, I've lost three different channels for copyright claims when there wasn't a copyright issue. It's just, you know, this is YouTube, not Twitch, but when YouTube just decided out of nowhere, and you can look up some of the information on some of these things. I posted about them before, but they go, oh, you posted a movie review. That must be the movie. So we're just going to give you a copyright strike. And it's like, well, it's not. Can you look at it? And then people go, nah, I can't. It's all automated. So somebody like me who follows those rules really bugs me when that happens. But if somebody flat out breaks the rules, then you're, you're playing with fire. You're going to get burned. You know what I mean? Apologies for the uh, siren that's going on in the background here. Dumb and Dumber, though, great movie. One of my absolute favorites of all time. It's in my top five favorite comedies of all time. For anybody who's wondering, Naked Gun, Clerks, Dumb and Dumber, probably not another teen movie. And my number one favorite comedy of all time, Robin Hood, Men and Tights. But yeah, Dumb and Dumber is so fun and I would love to do a fan tracks for it at some point and I haven't watched it in a couple of years and obviously if you want to see that happen go ahead and let me know but if you want to make sure that you're not being dumb or dumber one thing that you might be interested in is Manscaped and the reason I bring that up is because support for Smartout Moment is brought to you in part by Manscaped our sponsor for this episode of many episodes that we've been doing recently we have a sponsorship going on with them right now, and I'm very happy about that for a multitude of different reasons. If you don't know who Manscaped is, you never heard the brand name before, I'm very surprised if that is the case because you should have been hearing them about, uh, about them by now. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world, and they call themselves that for a reason. It's just cause. We've tried out some of their products. I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. We've tried out, for instance, the Lawnmower 4.0 and the 3.0 as well. 
bunch of the different things you get in the perfect package. I can attest to my fiance liking the boxers on me. Let's just say I didn't have them on the whole night. And the whole setup that we've got going on here is that we have an actual promo code for everybody to use. So if you go over to manscaped.com and use the promo code SMARK, S-M-A-R-K, you get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Now, this is for all of you out there listening and for anybody else that's interested. So if you want to share this around, you know, you got some uh, some friends and some family members that might be interested in picking up some products for Manscaped, then that is a great, great promo code for you to use because that's going up until June 10th. So you got a little bit more time left to be able to use that code. And between the different people that I know that have picked up some different things, they're all very, very happy with it. I wouldn't be lying to you. I wouldn't be saying that if it wasn't true because... You know me by now. I'm always going to be honest. Even if you don't want to hear my honest opinion, I'm going to tell that to you. So I give them a stamp of approval. I give a thumbs up to Manscaped in everything that I've been involved in so far. And plenty of other people have as well. I have not uh, personally tried every single thing. But I know that at this point, almost everything that they have, I know somebody who has given a thumbs up to. Whether it's the razors or it's the nose trimmer or it's the nail grooming kit or it's you know i mentioned the the boxers the t-shirt is super comfortable it sounds kind of ridiculous for me to advertise the t-shirt and everything but yeah it's very comfortable it's actually one of my more comfortable t-shirts at this point so there are options for different things out there it's a great website to check out for gift ideas you know we've passed by maybe some birthdays and obviously we passed by Christmas already, but you know, coming up, you might have some other kind of birthdays. You might have some other kind of holidays or just a gift for the sake of it. You know, Hey, give a something to somebody who's graduating high school this year. Be like, you know what? You're a man now get up something for manscape, you know, check them out. See if there's interesting uh, things there that you want to pick up. And if it is use the promo code smark S M A R K over on manscape.com, get your 20% off, get your free shipping, And not only is it going to be helping you out, but also me. So if you do want to show your support for Smart Cat Moment, you want to help this channel grow and everything like that, consider picking up something from Manscaped.com. And of course, thank you to everybody who does that. And thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this. So let's move on from that and talk about Double or Nothing. Now, normally, the way that we do these pay-per-view predictions and everything, uh, the pay-per-view point prediction side comes on around Wednesday. Then we've run through all the episodes of all the TV shows. And by the time that we do the hot tags, we have any kind of updates for the card. That couldn't be the same case this week because of everything happening with Dynamite and all that. So we weren't going to be in a position where we would know what the buy-in match was or if there's any changes to the card with, you know, Orange Cassidy or something like that. Now, we still don't know for sure if there are any changes to the card, but it was kind of leaked of what the buy-in match is. So for the sake of uh, kind of finishing out the pay-per-view point, at least for the prediction side of things, the buy-in match, spoiler alert, seems to be Serena Deeb defending the NWA Women's World Championship against Riho. And if that's the case, just to put it out there to make sure that everybody knows different opinions and everything, I think Serena Deeb is retaining the championship. I think that the match will be pretty decent. I'm glad that they're happening on they're having that happen on the pre-show because I think that it not only is a win-win when it comes to you know people are getting a title match 
on the free side of things, and it'll probably be a good match. But it's also something that doesn't take away from the AEW card as well, because the main roster people can go, they don't have another roster, the B roster people can go on the main card, I should say. And it boosts the notoriety of the NWA. So I think everybody wins in this scenario, except for Riho. She's going to lose. But, you know, it makes sense for her to be able to challenge. She is a former world champion. So I like it. Thumbs up on my end. Serena Deeb is going to retain. And of course, if there are any other changes that happen for Double or Nothing, you will see those changes reflected on my posts on eWrestling News and Bleacher Report and SmartCatMoment.com. Probably SmartCatMoment.com will be the one I change almost immediately, but just to let you know, that's what's happening over there. And of course, usual setup when it comes to the whole pay-per-view point post-show. During the pay-per-view, I'm going to have that all set up on SmartCatMoment.com. And have a live chat thing going on the Mega Maniacs Facebook group. And then, of course, after the pay-per-view, after I've written up everything for your wrestling news and Bleacher Report and for SmartCat Moment, of course, then we're going to have our live post-show. Seems like it's going to be Callum and I? Or is it going to be Rob and I? I don't remember, actually. It's going to be me and somebody. <laughs> or just me. I don't know. But you guys will be able to join in on the live chat. So more information about the direct link to that to come. I'll probably post that on like Saturday night or Sunday afternoon or so, but I'll have that ready to go on like OBS and, you know, I'll set that all up ahead of time. So that way you'll know about that. But if you have your notifications enabled on YouTube, you'll get an email alert no matter what, because it'll just say that I've just gone live. And then, you know, no matter what the link is, you'll be all set up for that. So check us out when it comes to that. And I think that that's kind of all my notes here for the hot tags. Uh, the only other thing that I've got going on here is to mention about the TV show stuff. But to be perfectly honest, there's not a whole lot going on in the TV show stuff this week because we have three shows that didn't even air yet. But just a quick rundown of some of the things, if there is anything that I found interesting enough on Raw and SmackDown, or not SmackDown, on NXT. Um, the Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston thing continuing. One of them is going to face Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. I'm still 100% thinking it's Drew McIntyre. If Kofi Kingston wins, though, I'm a big fan of Kofi. That'll be cool for that. Um, Pete the Clock Challenge was pretty interesting. The fact that they had Nikki Cross beat Rhea Ripley. I don't know where they're going with that one. Charlotte beating Asuka was not surprising at all. Cedric and Shelton still have their thing going on. Riddle and Xavier Woods had a very good match. Very happy to see that because I am... A fan of when that sort of stuff happens. I'm also a big fan of Xavier Woods, too, getting more of a shot. So big thumbs up all around when it comes to that. And we got more of just like some, you know, pointless kind of stuff like Riker, AJ Styles, etc. Not to say that Styles is pointless or whatever, but you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing that's like, oh, my God, this is the most noteworthy stuff in the world. NXT, the big thing for me was pretty much uh, Frankie Monet's debut. I thought she did a good job. We had some other stuff here and there. We got the Million Dollar Face Off. LA Knight came out. It seems like Cameron Grimes might be working his way towards the babyface turn. It's not guaranteed at this point yet, but that might be the case. Karrion Cross retained his title over Finn Balor. We got some more setup with uh, Bronson Reed talking about he wants to be a fighting champion and everything like that. And Santos Escobar is going to be working its way towards the North American title, which I think is a great, great idea. Big fan of Santos Escobar and Bronson Reed, too. So it's more so a week so far, at the very least. We'll see what happens with 205 Live and SmackDown and, of course, Dynamite. Seems like one of those weeks where the episodes are kind of just like 
wait until next week in a lot of ways. So not a whole lot to talk about there. But if anything does happen that's interesting, then we'll wrap that into some of the future talk when it comes to upcoming topics and working our way towards other pay-per-views and, of course, reflecting on Dynamite when it comes to Double or Nothing and everything. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for everything else that's happening here. Hopefully you had fun. I'm, of course... Sorry that this is a, a shorter episode and that it's just me and everything, but hope that you're okay with that. Uh, we will be hitting you guys with whatever hot tags are happening next week after we do whatever the main event is going to be. Right now, currently, according to my schedule, our main event is to do Missed the Smark for No Holds Barred because that was released on June 2nd, 1989, so I'm... Um, hoping to uh, get this up on June 2nd, but we might do two things. So here's what I'm thinking. I don't want to guarantee that this is going to happen, but it might be. We might do kind of a crossover thing a little bit. We might do a fan tracks of Mist of the Smark over on Fanboys Anonymous. Uh, from No Holds Barred, I should say, not from Mr. Smart, uh, a fan tracks for it of the first time that I'm watching it. And then we might do a review here as Mr. The Smart. And that way, you know, if you want to watch the movie with us, you can do that on the fan track side of things. If you want to just listen to the review afterward, then you can listen to the Mr. Smart there. Might be the case, might not be. I might just kind of combine the efforts and I might just sort of tag things as both. I don't really know. Uh, we'll see when we come down to scheduling and, and everything because everything's kind of haywire and all that. But uh, whatever happens, happens. And then we'll get into takeover predictions for In Your House. We'll get into Hell on the Cell predictions and carry along through here. But we want you to join us for whatever journey that we've got. Hopefully you guys are having fun. Hopefully you're all safe. Hopefully you guys have a great weekend and a great double or nothing and a great everything like that. Follow me at Tony Mango. Follow Facebook and Twitter and everything for Smart Out Moment and Fanboys Anonymous. And different things will be popping up when they are. That's going to do me in for this edition. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And I'm being counted out. Ah!